mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter of a mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower. 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. All right. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Josh Goff at uh, Legacy Automotive up in Boulder. Charlie Grimes, our engineer. Larry Anger answering phones, as he always does. We have one line open, 303-477-5600. Thank you for joining us. I do appreciate it very much. Jeff uh, in Montana, welcome back. What's going on? Hey, I just wanted to make one comment on something not to carry in the back of your car in winter, and that's kitty litter. A lot of people think, well, I can use that as grit, but most kids... <laughs> I'm going to say most kitty litter because most of it is made out of clay. And you know what happens when you add water to clay. It's, yeah, it just all clumps up. And it's, yeah, I, I'm not a kitty litter yeah. fan either, by the way. Yeah, so all you get is a nice slurry that makes your t- tires spin even faster. Who, who thought the typically. kitty litter thing was a good idea, by the way? Who, who's, whose idea was that? Same people who drive Mustangs and Camaros in the winter? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. I love yeah. it. You're probably right, actually. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, again, for me personally, as cheap as you know, ice melt, and you can buy it now in a in a jug, if you would. You know, it's already in a self-contained jug. Honestly, people, if you're really that worried about it, having a little bit of ice melt, you know, in one of those little containers in the back trunk of the car, or whatever. You, if you really need something for some traction, just throw some ice melt down, Jeff. Yep. But definitely not kitty litter. Because the ice melt, A, will give you some traction, and B, it's going to melt the ice underneath you and give you some traction anyway. So just use some ice melt. It's as easy as anything. Exactly. It really is. Yeah. Now, why should you make life easy when you can make it complicated? Uh, well, to, to Dennis's point <laughs> earlier, why are you driving a Mustang or Camaro in the snow anyways? Or Challenger? Yeah. Yep, we actually had a case of that here there, there was a, a car with florida plates that was interfering with traffic and you just go dude it's past tourist yeah. season you need to get back home before you're a danger to everybody <laughs> well and here's the other thing i think that happens i, I noticed this on birth had passed last year about a year ago you know we were you know up in the mountains a little over a year ago because it was still snow or it was snowing at that time there's a guy from florida with a challenger and i will tell you that i yes folks i understand there are certain v6 model challengers that are all-wheel drive i get it okay i understand that but jeff unless that car is equipped with all of the proper tires and it is set up properly just because it's an all-wheel drive challenger doesn't mean it's good in the snow amen that's for everybody driving one just because it's all-wheel drive doesn't mean it's good in the snow yep so anyways folks 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 don't bother to do any research on that. They think no. I'm good and they're not. So. They, say, they think it says all-wheel drive, they're good to go, even though it's got street tires. But if nothing else, they're a source of amusement for us. Yeah, that's very <laughs> true. Are. Good point.
Jeff, as always, man, appreciate you. Have a great one. I appreciate it very much. Thanks for the suggestions as well. 303-477-5600. Our question of the day, and really it's been great, by the way. Thank you. Winter driving tips and what do you need to have with you at all times, especially in the winter months? Craig, what's going on? Hey, John, I neglected to ask you about, I know you're not a big fan of uh, putting stable in your gas for uh, winter car storage. You're more of a fan of the BG supercharge. The the supercharge is, I've learned just through personal experience and adding the products and so on, it's a it's a more stable product than even stable itself is. And so what is the I mean, I'm living, I'm living proof that. of that. My, my old, you know, 68 Buick GS, I literally did not drive that car for two years, not exaggerating. When I put it away two years ago, this has been about, I drove it this last July, and prior to that, I literally had not driven it for two solid years. It just sat up on the rack. And before that, I had put put it away, full tank of gas, BG supercharged, literally got in that vehicle. Yes, I had to charge a battery. Even with the battery tender on it in two years' time, it did not stay up. So, you know, got the battery charged up, uh, pumped it a little bit, put a little bit of carb cleaner down the down the choke area just because it hadn't been run, running that long, and it fired right up with no issues. And I didn't put any fresh fuel in it, drove it all the way to Breckenridge, put a full tank of fuel through it. I filled it back up, put it away, put supercharged back in it, and it's ready to go for the next time. So you're saying let your gas tank get, let's say, maybe half full, add the supercharge. No, fill it. No, no, no. Fill the tank full, then put supercharge in it, then put it away. And the reason we want to, for everybody else listening as well, the reason we want a full tank of fuel, even in an old car like this, it's vented. So the newer cars, it's not as big of a deal because there's not much air in them because the way we suck the air out with the emission system and so on. But I'm still a fan of put a fuel tank, you put a full tank of fuel in the car if you're going to store it because there's less chance for air, moisture, things like that to get into the system, in the tank itself. So then you don't recommend running the car periodically on, nope. on a winter day just to nope. just don't even start the car don't run the car you don't need to but then come next spring you can go ahead and run that supercharged yep. through yep it's a clean it's, it's a it's a car. system you know that's the difference between it versus stable is it's actually you know an injector cleaner and there's other qualities that it's putting into the fuel as well so point being yeah you could just drive it out it's not going to hurt anything and that supercharge is actually helping with the rest of the fuel system as well and that's on a modern vehicle or all the way back to my 68 buick Okay, well, I just wanted to get that procedure right because I, I didn't know if you wanted it, you know, added to the fuel and then top off nope. the fuel after you've added nope. it. No, just, just like one, you once you put, you know, once you've got everything kind of tucked away and it's ready to go to bed, I call it, you know, put that supercharge in it and put your cover on or your blanket or whatever you're going to do. Now, for those of you that keep a vehicle outside all winter long, is it a good idea periodically to, you know, fire that thing up during some of the winter months when it's colder and so on? You know, that's your call. You don't have to. Uh, you know, what I'm talking about is, you know, vehicles that are stored inside, they're easy. Put a tank of, you know, put a, put a full tank in it, put some supercharge in it. It'll be ready to go for next, next spring. If it is a vehicle that's, you know, stored outside and you've got the ability on a nice summer, or, or sorry, a nice winter day that's more like summer and you want to drive it just a tad, yeah, you're fine with that as well. And just make sure you keep it full of fuel and you're in good shape. Okay. But in, you know, in your case with, with your Honda, and I'm guessing it's stored inside, just, just put the supercharge in it and you're good to go, Craig. Okay. You'll have no issues. 
Okay. Thanks, John. All right, man. Appreciate it very much. And yeah, it is that time of the year where a lot of you are going to start putting cars. Away. I mean, today's a beautiful day. If you got an old classic car, or whatever. And sh- what, be- what more beautiful day than today than to go okay. drive one around? But it's getting close. In the next couple of weeks, you're going to tuck those things away and, and put them away. And uh, it's just one of those things to to you know keep in mind and how to do things and and what to do. And you know, I'm one also where I you know I do like to have the car cleaned and you know ready to go and Typically, I've got car covers for those vehicles that are going to be stored throughout the winter. So you want to get your car cover out and get all that done and handled, which typically you're going to, if you're that guy, you've got that car cover on it most of the time. And it goes in the trunk of the car when you're driving it. So that's not an issue. But, you know, I, yeah, I'm one where, you know, if you're going to put it away for the winter, you know, go ahead and get your paint, you know, touched up and done and handled and waxed and whatever else you're going to do and, you know, get it clean and, and tuck it away. It's still amazing, though, Josh, how much junk still ends up under the cover. Oh, it is amazing. When I, you go pull it off. I, I, the dust and stuff still gets underneath Yeah, it. I've done that stored cars where it was beautiful before I put the yeah, cover on. And still and stuff you took underneath it off. It was like, what is this? I, I, don't, I don't know where it comes from, but it does. It just, it just gets under, up underneath there, and it's just, you know, I think even the covers deteriorate a little they bit do. themselves. I think that's where some of the dust comes through. And they're not 100%, you know, dust-free themselves. In other words, they've got air that's passing through. You know, you're not putting a piece of visqueen over the car. So, you know, there's going to be stuff that gets underneath it. And, yeah, so do it is what it is. Do you keep battery maintainers on yes. all your cars? Yes, every one of them I do. Good. And for the most part, they work well. You know, the old Buick, like I said, you know, it. I finally had to put a battery in it, but it was an old battery to begin with, and you know, sitting on the last couple of years. You know, again, these are not chargers. Mm-hmm. These are maintainers. maintainers. So if you have a battery that's starting to go bad, the maintainer is not going to keep the battery good. The battery's still going to go bad, case in point. Mm-hmm. I'm living proof of that one. So just because it has a maintainer doesn't mean it's going to stay good. Right. So, again, I think that's another misconception. You think, oh, I'll put the maintainer on, it'll charge the battery back up. No, it's a maintainer. It's, it's putting, you know, one or two amps. At most, back into that battery, it is literally a maintainer. It is not a charger. So it has to be fully charged when putting it away, or it's not going to be fully charged when you take the maintainer off. So keep that in mind. We'll come right back, guys. Any other questions along those lines? By the way, Craig, great question. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters, to the patented damping mechanism on our drive-align belt tensioners, to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes... And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. The rebate program with American National Insurance saves everyone money by incentivizing responsible money management. Depending on the cost, customers of Paul Lewinberger will sometimes choose to pay out of pocket rather than making a claim because they'd rather receive the sizable rebate at the end of three years than pay their deductible now. As a result, American National Insurance tends to pay out fewer claims each year compared to the competition, which is in part what gives them an A credit rating. American National Insurance then passes along that benefit to their customers by keeping their rates as good or better than their competition. 
With other insurance companies, you'd need to purchase extra rider policies at additional cost in order to receive comparable coverage. But American National Insurance rewards personal responsibility. Call Paul Lewinberger now for more comprehensive home insurance coverage at remarkably reasonable rates. 303-662-0789. 303-662-0789. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. All righty, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Brian in Longmont, you are next. What's going on, sir? Hey, John. Uh, I may uh, enjoy driving Honda Civics, but you mentioned your 68 Buick. My stepdad had a 68 Electra 225 convertible. Oh, nice. And Deuce and a quarter. A car. Yeah, Deuce and a quarter, we called those. Nice. I was just going to say that. Yep. That, ni- yep. That, that's a nice car, by the way. Very, very much so. He had he he cherished it. He had it a long time. I rode in it several times. It was that was a great car. I'm assuming it's no longer around. Well, he hasn't been around for quite some time, and uh, my dad passed away, and uh, my mom uh, got married about three or four years later. That was uh, back in the '60s, actually, mm. and. And uh, they were married for quite some time, but uh, my mom passed away in 88, and he passed away in 89, and mm. he had kids from previous marriages, and, and they got the car. I see. Yeah. I so see. I, so it, so it, 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 I mean, it's around, but it's not. Well, yeah, and, then, and it went to Oklahoma, so it's got better weather, weather than we okay. have. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, it was a great-looking car. It was a... Uh, very light green. Oh uh, yeah, and yeah, I remember that color. Yes, sure do. Yeah, it was yeah. it was uh, it was uh, def- definitely uh, and Buick, you know, solid. What can you say? Yeah, I was I was well as you know I grew up around those cars, so you know know those cars very very well. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, my one of my dad's good friends in the little town in Iowa where I grew up was the Oldsmobile dealer. Okay. And. Uh, old Cadillac, and uh, my dad passed away when I was in high school, and he wanted to, uh, White was his last name, I'm trying to think of his first name, but it doesn't matter, but anyway, he was a good friend of my dad's, and my dad had passed, and and I'm a senior in high school. He said, I've got this uh, Oldsmobile Starfire, why don't you take it for a ride? And I said, no, that's okay. But uh, you know, it, it was GM. Those that was, those were the days when when they were they were yeah. Uh, definitely yeah. yeah. Those cars meant something to you. Yeah, those cars did. And, you know, my, of course, my old car. You know, a just the memories of having it during you know the high school years and so on, and then being able to buy that car 
you know, back after, you know, X amount of years was, was a, was a fun, was a fun thing for That's a joy if you can do that. Yeah, it was. And, uh, you know, you don't get that opportunity very often. And, uh, you know, I'm very, I'm very blessed as far as that goes, Brian. Most people can't uh, go back and buy the same car they owned in high school. It's very rare. So it doesn't happen very often. So, yeah, no, I'm very fortunate, very fortunate. Well, sir, good talking to you. You too, Brian. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And, uh, uh, all right, so let's go back to winter driving tips and things that you should keep with you at all times in the winter. One thing I want to add really quick, uh, Charlie mentioned this during the week, and I thought I would talk about it as well. We talked about the expired plates and tags and all of that. We talked about that a little bit earlier, which somebody also texted in or emailed me, I should say, and said they had an accident, and their insurance company refused to to you know do anything. The other insurance company, I should say, refused to do anything because unless the car is properly registered and a temp tag is not that because that's only underneath that that initial like 30 or 45 day grace period when you buy a new car if you do not properly register the vehicle it is not properly insured either which i did not know prior to this person emailing in now if you've got more information on that your insurance person and you want to chime in on that feel free to do so but that's another issue with a lot of these vehicles running around with expired temporary tags here's my advice to all of you listening by the way if you see a car with expired temp tags stay away from it from the sounds of it you don't want to be anywhere around that car because if something happens and you get run into by that car you may be on your own insurance your insurance company may go after that other individual, but it sounds like the insurance company for that car with temp tags is going to have issues, which I'm wondering, do the police departments out there listening understand all of that, and why are they not pulling more people over with expired temp tags? Yeah. And I mean, I know at one time they were like, hey, you know, we know it's hard to get into DMV, COVID, blah, blah, blah. Guys, that's over. These people running around right now with expired temp tags are, are just pushing the envelope for no, there's no reason to. They're, they're just, they're being lazy and cheap. They don't want to spend the money, so they're not. And when I say cheap, okay, I got to say this. I followed a guy home this past week driving one of the new hot rod Mercedes coupes that's probably a $150,000 or more car with temp tags from this last July. <laughs> it expired in July. So I'm thinking to myself, either this guy doesn't have the money he looks like he has, or he's the ultimate cheap wad, or he's got the best excuse on the planet as to why he hasn't registered the car. I doubt it's the latter. My gut feeling is he's a poser. He thinks he, he, he wants you to think he has money, but he has none. Right. Because <laughs> he can't even afford For to register plates. his car because it's going to cost him 2500 bucks to do so, or more. Yeah. And because of that... He's, he's not registering it. That's my gut feeling as to why this guy was not getting this car registered. Yeah. Because you know that good and well about, oh, that, that the dealership end of things, especially in July, was handled. Yeah, it was. The plates are at the, you know, plates are ready to be done at the DMV. He just hasn't gone down and done it. And the dealership would give him another plate if they didn't have it ready. Thank you, Josh. That's exactly right. So there's no excuse for this guy to be running around on a you know two hundred almost two hundred thousand dollar car with no plates. Mm-hmm. Anyway, side note. Bill and Lakewood, you're up. Hey, how's it going? Good, sir. Hey, first first before the first the question I called on, so so what's gonna happen with the new cars? Are there gonna be any available? Uh, it's gonna be a while, Bill. That's my own thought. I, I I'm one of those. I'm not trying to be a naysayer, but I can just look at the 
the tea leaves, if you would, and I can just I can look at the lots and so on, and I can just tell you that there's several factors affecting. And good question, by the way. There's several factors affecting new cars and the delivery of around the world. This is not just a United States issue. And I'll give you a few things that's happening right now as we speak. So first of all, there is a chip shortage. We all know that. Second of all, the automotive industry is working in uh, probably a 15-year gap in technology on chips to where the to where the world is today. And basically, what's happening, Bill, is the chip manufacturers, chip manufacturers, I should say, are telling the manufacturers of cars now, "Hey, guys, you've got to bring this thing up to where things are in the real world, and in, you know, into the modern world, because you guys are using technology that's literally 20 years old. We need you to improve." what you're doing when it comes to these chips because we're tired of making things that are in an old architecture that are basically old chips and frankly we're just not gonna do it anymore you guys need to bring this stuff into the new world or we're just not gonna do it anymore now they are still making the old chips and I get the fact that they're not you know fully making them upgrade right this second because in the automotive world here's the problem for those guys even when they make a new chip they have to do all of the testing to go through on the, you know, the, the National Traffic Highway Safety Administration standards. They've got to pass all of their standards when they do something new along those lines. So let's say it's an airbag chip, for example. It has to pass all of the safety standards for that particular area of the car or they can't produce it. So the, the automotive makers are kind of in a dilemma right now because the, you know, the chip makers want them to upgrade, and yet they haven't gone through all of the upgrades on the safety standards to get where they need to be. So frankly, Bill, what's happened is they're several years behind, and I don't see them catching up overnight. This is going to be something that affects us for the next couple of years. That's my opinion. Like I said, they're getting what they asked for. They, they have not kept up with industry or they have not kept up with other industry standards like they should have, and now it's biting them. Well, what it is is, and I'm not overly religious, believe me, is money's the root of all evil. You know, they're getting what they asked for. You know, getting they went for price tags and bought everything from China. Yeah, for the, lo- the love of money is what you're trying to say there is the root right. of all evil, yes. But anyway, so I, I actually I got a couple questions. Hey, I found um, there was behind a... a a bookshelf, and I bought. I don't know when I bought it. It's made by Stable. It's called Start. You ever use that? I think I bought it for my outdoor. Start? Store. No. It's made by Stable. I have no idea. Is it like an ether? Like a starter? Oh, fluid? it's a small little bottle that you pour in. It's what it says is System Revitalizer. Hmm. It says uh, ensures easy starting of outdoor power equipment. And all and all that. So stuff. it's a it's a it's like a uh, uh, fuel additive. Fuel additive, basically. Yeah, is what I'm trying right, to say. Sorry, right, yeah, I'm right. trying to look it up and talk at the same time. I have a hard time doing that. Well, then try walking. <laughs> uh, I've ne- evidently what they're trying to do is revitalize old fuel by doing that. My feeling is just use some some uh, BG supercharge on the front side, and you'll never have to get to that yeah, point, I, anyways. I, I think I bought it when. They started with this first oxygenated fuel. It's old. Mm-hmm. I like I said, it was behind the bookshelf. I it just happened to see, and I go, "What the heck's this?" Yeah, I, I'm reading the description. It says it will revitalize old fuel. So that's what they're trying to do: is basically 
rejuvenate that old fuel so you can actually run it through the power equipment. I don't see it being, I don't see them talking about that for vehicles. I don't know what's in it. Maybe there's an issue when it comes to the vehicle side, although on an old vehicle, you probably wouldn't have any issues. Hey, you know, another question, you know, on my Colorado, my new one, mm-hmm. it came with those uh, Goodyear, um, the, um, the Kevlar's. And I really can't get a straight answer on, the, like, you know, looking on the Internet, how they are in the snow. I, I've gotten mixed, you know, that they're... When when okay. I had them on my Rubicon, the Wranglers, they weren't very good in the snow, the Kevlar oh, ones. Oh, is that right? They, I don't care for them either. Yeah, yeah, that, it was. I mean, of course, you know, the Wranglers are short wheelbase. It was the two, you know, the two-door but they were terrible in the snow. I mean, how could they put that on four-wheel drive vehicles? I mean... It's a great tire, you know, when you're on the trail. For the rest of it, yeah. yeah that's what they do They were them. wonderful on the trail, yeah. but terrible in the snow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Great. I mean, I, I, I changed... I traded mine in as soon as... my traded my tires on that vehicle in as soon as I got it. You know, if I, if I would have known better, I would have just tried to get the cash value when it was new and put something good on it. Right, right. Do you still have your ZR2, Bill? I thought you got rid of it. I did. No, I got the Z seventy one. Oh, that's right. You bought a Z, you bought a one a little bit lower, didn't you? Right, and it, and for me it works out perfect. Right. The, Good. That that height was just. A, yeah, the ZR two is a little. Yeah, you 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 climbing in. You're not just you're not just sliding in. You're climbing right. in. Well, I'm. I was five eight at one time. <laughs> it makes it tough. No, you're right. I no, I hear you. I, I I'm fully aware of it. I own one. I know. And you mine's know, even you, higher than stock, so I know exactly what you mean. You know, as you get older, they, you shrink. That is true. Uh, no, that's true. You're right. <laughs> just, just getting old. Yeah. They lied about it. It sucks, the doesn't it? Years, trust me. Yeah, I know, Bill. You know, like I said, anyway, there was something else, but I forget the heck it was that I was, that I was well, you, If you think of it, call us back. I'm going to take a break, Bill. If you need something, okay. give me a call back. Uh, we'll chat further. Don't go anywhere, though. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Home values are rising 8 10 and 13% in some areas. Trying to buy it but keep missing? Take AIM to show you how to make sure you're at the top of the list. Don't think you have the money to cover appraisal gaps? Let us show you options. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001. We know how to help. Rates will continue to stay low. Values will continue to increase. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Many have refinanced out of their 30-year mortgage and now have rates in the twos. Lower payment, shorter term, and they're saving thousands. Are you paying more than 3% on your debt? Convert those to a lower rate and keep more of your money. 720-895-0500. Self-employed and been told you don't qualify? Nonsense. There are many options. Talk to us and see why we've been helping those self-employed for years. Our customer service is unmatched in Colorado. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where it's all about you. NMLS 298191. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our drive-align belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. 
Napa. Get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. JC's 4x4 has been Denver's premier Land Rover independent service facility since 2005. With all of today's latest off-road technology, JC's British and 4x4 is a Land Rover specialty shop. Not only do they service, but they will also outfit and restore your vehicle. The dedicated staff and attention to detail make JC's British your one-stop shop for your Land Rover or 4x4 adventures. JC's British and 4x4 is committed to quality and excellence, whether taking your kids to school or hitting the back roads for adventure. No matter what road you own from the newest Discovery and Range Rover to an older Defender or Series truck. We can help you maintain, repair, or modify your vehicle. When you're tired of paying dealer prices and only given limited options, call JC's British and 4x4 to service and customize your Land Rover or 4x4. Call JC's British and 4x4 right now at 720-586-4756. That's 720-586-4756. Or go to jcbritish.com. Make your life more convenient. You just found out that in order to install a new appliance in your home, you need a new electrical panel. Your current panel isn't safe or energy efficient, so it can't support the additional load. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air makes an inconvenient situation simpler. The live chat feature at AbsoluteFix.com stays active 24-7, 365, so you can schedule your estimate with a real human being at midnight on a Saturday. You get a two-hour time window for your appointment, so you don't need to wait around all day for a technician to arrive. 30 minutes before your appointment, you get a text message with a photo and a bio of your technician so you know who's coming into your home. Then, 15 minutes after they leave, you get a phone call asking how they could have provided an even better experience. Make your life easier. Schedule an estimate with Absolute Electrical Heating and Air at AbsoluteFix.com. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. And, you know, Josh and I were just talking about all the different cordless power tools that are available. I think in the coming weeks, maybe the next time he's on with me, we'll just do a whole hour on all the different options. Because you really need to think through what are you going to keep and do and what platform are you going mm-hmm. to use. Because otherwise you end up like me and you have a hodgepodge of crap. Right. That's I mean, i got DeWalt. I've got Milwaukee. I've got Makita. It's like... Snap on. I mean, I got them all. It's like, okay, which which one of these do I want to stay with, and then go that way. And anyways, we'll we'll get into that maybe next time you're on with us. We'll do some research and and do some comparisons and so on. John in Denver, you're next, sir. Oh, good morning, John. It's good to hear you back on the air again. Well, thank you, this is John B. Appreciate it. How are you, sir? I'm good. I have a 1990 Acura Integra. My mechanic has kept telling me, well, 90,000 miles before I have to change the timing belt. Well, now he's saying 90 months. Now, how big a deal is it for 90 months? Because I'm still 
like 10,000 miles away from the, the 90,000 uh, uh, point. Uh, so what's the, the big deal with the uh, 90 months thing? It used to be either 90,000 or 10 years, so I don't know where he's getting the 90 months from. That's seven and a half years. I don't, I don't know why he's saying that versus the 10. Because on rubber components lately, you know, for the past, I don't know, 15 years or so, kind of the rule of thumb has been, you know, 90 to 100K or 10 years, whichever comes first. And if you're a time person, that 10 years is, and honestly, John, the, the 10 years even for you, for the little bit that you may drive works fine. What about, uh, do you have any uh, uh, knowledge uh, uh, on the, uh, the specifics of those chips? Are they using like the, the old and these uh, cars today that like the 8806s or 8808s or uh, the uh, 6803 or any of those old chips, or are they have they progressed some beyond that? You know what? That one, I, I don't know the actual, maybe Josh does, but I don't know what architecture on the chip itself they're using. You know, everything that I've read and the research that I've done, they just talk about how they're using architecture from you know, 20 years ago or so, and they've not upgraded any of that since then. So whatever they would have had at that time, you maybe can answer that better than I, John. That's what they're still using. Yeah, I mean, for years we were in the 8080, the Motorola chips that, you know, that's what Ford and everybody was using. Now, I don't know, I see a hodgepodge of stuff in there, some that look pretty modern and some that are still old, you know, 465s and, you know, old right. chips that, you know, we need a floppy drive to, to run it with. <laughs> yeah, it, it, let me just say this, John. And, and again, in, in defense of the automotive world, it's very expensive for them when they do something new like that to go through all of the testing required. Although they're doing testing on a new vehicle every year, you know, according to the standards the government requires anyway. So you would think they could incorporate some of that at the same time. But, you know, again, I'm not in their world I don't fully understand why they do some of the things they do. I, I do know this, though. I know enough about the automotive guys to know this. If they can save money and reuse something over and over and over again, even from model to model to model, even across platforms, they will because that's how they save money and saving money in their world makes money. And I get that, although I do think at times, too, John, I'll be critical of some of the companies out right now, GM being one of them, they don't have anybody at the helm that knows cars. They've got people at the helm that they think know business, but they, they don't know cars. And as much as uh, folks in the press give Mary Barra you know, credit all the time for the things she's done, frankly, I think she's taken the company in a totally wrong direction. I think it's going to hurt them down the road. Well, I read in one of those uh, Hot Rod magazines, they're talking about at least at one point, I don't know if this is still true or not, but it was advantageous to have a slower-running uh, microprocessor because of the environment, mechanical vibration, all that that the car is subjected to just going, going down the road. Yeah, that and, you know, they don't want to deal with RF, radio frequencies, and yep. all that stuff. And I get that. And, again, I fully, fully understand that. But, again, I also know the automotive industry well enough to know this, that if they can save a buck and, and they can, you know, either keep running a, a continued architecture or if they can incorporate some other things they've done somewhere else and they can move that across the platform, you know, believe me, they will. Because I also know that in their world, if they have any kind of issues, problems, I mean, that's the thing people don't realize as well or they don't think about. If you've got a, a vehicle that you're warranting out the emission side of the fence for 8 years or 80,000 miles, and that includes the electronic components as well, you know, the average laptop, John, has about a year warranty. And it doesn't take near the abuse 
and go through the you know the, the rigmarole that a car does. So if you think about all of that, I mean, no, nobody's running a, an iPhone or, or or a smartphone that's eight years old. I'd like to see the guy that is, because in most cases they don't even upgrade and update that many years. So in defense of the industry, they have to make something robust and make it last a long time. But I also know they'll they'll be cheap wads where they can, and they are. Yeah, but you know we don't need any more processing power on the engine. Side. Very true. No, but we got plenty. And, and look at what fails on it most of the time. You get a new car with Apple CarPlay or whatnot, you can't get the radio to come it's on. It's that end of it. It's always that that's side, right. and that's where all the the high tech processes are at on these cars. That's true. I mean, right now, John, one thing that's happening. I know this because I've I've seen video on this. Chevrolet right now will ship pickups, mm-hmm. but typically, like my ZR2, for example, and it's a it's a 2020. It on the heater. Uh, temperature selector actually tells you what degree you're turning the temperature up to and it reads it out 70 71 72 whatever they're now shipping trucks without that processor chip they're just giving you a dial that says blue to red and they're giving you a 20 dollar credit on the window sticker because that temperature control digital readout is no longer there that's one of the ways they're getting by with, or you're, they're trying to get by and still producing vehicles and getting shipped out to the dealer's lots. Just uh, on another note, since you were talking about Buicks, you probably already know this, but I had a Buick Affectionado uh, tell me that the 225, like on the Electra, that was uh, for the, had to do with the length of the car from bumper to bumper. Correct. And, that is uh, correct. That's how long they you, were. I read one of those uh, hot rod publications that the reason that they called it a nailhead engine, well, I guess he said more than one reason, but one of the rumors or whatever was was going around was that the car buffs were seeing how small the nails, the uh, valves were in that engine, which was a necessity because of the design of the combustion chamber, Mm -hmm. that they were so small that they they, uh, said, oh, that engine has nail heads. And And they were straight up and down. Also, they didn't have an angle to them at all. And the reason that they did that was because they were trying to accommodate the limited amount of room that they had in the compartment that they had to stuff the engine in. That, uh, that, that would not shock me. That would not surprise me at all. That I read in the Buick magazine. Yeah, that, that would make total sense. I, I, would agree. I, I don't know that history of it because that's before my time, but that makes sense. But how did the, the buffs that uh, turn those engines into dragsters, how did they they do on those engines how how good performing were they in that type of setting very they, they would put superchargers yeah. and everything on those back in the day and they worked very well oh yeah what yeah about, no my dad my dad can i'll have to get my dad on at some point and talk about all that that's that's up his alley he knows way more about that than i do that was his era not mine I'm, i was a small block big block chevy guy not not a buick guy for the, the high performance end of it because that was my era well supposedly like the the 409 Chevy engine, they ran into problems because of the, the huge bore on that engine. Right. It was like a yep. 4.32. Like a coffee can running up and down. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, like an aircraft engine. That's right. You're correct. But that was that I was the yeah that was the precursor. Thanks, John. But that was the precursor to what we have even, well, there's not too many big blocks running around uh, anymore. But that was the precursor to what the modern big block, you know, you know ended up becoming. That 409 was, they called it a big block. It was the precursor. Uh, to that. Bob in Larkspur, you're next. Oh, yeah. Hey, thank you very much for taking my call. Sure, Bob. Thank um, you. I've got a 2018 F-150 with a 3.5 liter EcoBoost. Okay. Got about 40,000 miles on it. Uh, noticed a rattle and startup. 
uh, sounded like valve train. It goes away very quickly. Um, and then coincidentally, in the Denver Post, I bump into an article in Car Talk, uh, this Ray Magalozzi. Um, in any event, he says that they've got uh, valve timing issues with the variable cam timers and that there's a TSB out on them and uh, that the 3.5 liter EcoBoost uh, has got that problem. I was mm-hmm. curious if if you were aware of it yep. and if you have any advice. Is that something that a person needs to get on immediately? Yes. Can you let yes, run we, a while? No, no, that needs to be taken care of right away. It's, the, it's a cam phaser issue and it's also why it's very very important on those engines to do proper oil changes with the proper filter and the proper oil yeah a lot of people which a lot of people especially do-it-yourselfers would would cheat and they would run a substandard filter or they'd go longer on oil change intervals or they wouldn't run an additive like moa or they'd run the wrong weight of oil because they thought they could run a heavier weight which by the way is part of the problem with those because a heavy weight oil actually actually makes that problem worse is what I should say. It exacerbates the problem. It doesn't make it better. And a lot of a lot of do-it-yourselfers always felt like, oh, heavier oil will, will work and make that rattle go away. It actually makes it worse. Okay, so I'm one of those do-it-yourselfers, but I'm, I've been running a full synthetic Valvoline Fine. with a Mobile One filter and the proper weight and doing oil changes at about a 4,000-mile interval. Should be fine. Yeah, You're good. but it isn't. Yeah, no, you, I was going to say, you should be fine. That's the proper way to do it. doesn't mean it's going to eliminate all those problems. And at 40K, that's actually a little bit early. I think what I would do on that if it were me, run yeah. run some BG40, you know, do it this way. Run the BG EPR on your next oil change. Go ahead and run the, you know, the, the 44K through it at the same time and add the MOA, the motor oil additive, and see if that changes anything. And the MOA is also a BG product. That is, that, and that you're going to put that in with the oil at the oil change. Okay. So okay. you're doing that. You're doing it in a sequence. You're gonna you're gonna do the EPR product first in the oil change. So that goes in first. You run it about ten minutes. Just follow the can, the directions, all that. Do your oil change. Put the MOA in. Then the 44K. Run it for a few weeks and see what it does. Okay. Okay. All righty. And, and drive quiet. it. I mean, that's one of those things where, you know, you don't drive a lot of miles, but go ahead and after you do all that, drive it. Yeah. All right. And let me know how it goes. Okay. All right. Okay, thank Bob. Thank you very much. No, thank you very much. Bill, hang tight, Tom, in the, in the Springs as well. We'll come right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes, And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly? 
And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to chance. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. Modern windshields help protect the occupants of your vehicle in the event of a collision, so quality counts. In today's vehicles, your windshield has become a structural component of your car. The glass requires a specific amount of pressure to keep your windshield from literally popping out during impact. Even the quality of the resin that glues your windshield to your frame can make a difference. Since they invented windshield repair in 1972, Novus Auto Glass has continued to perfect their technique. Unlike most of their competitors, Novus can repair cracks up to a foot long without sacrificing the integrity of your windshield. Industry-wide delays in the supply chain have forced manufacturers to limit the quantity of glass they sell to individual shops, so you may need to wait longer for a new windshield. The sooner you contact Novus Auto Glass, the better chance you have at saving money with a repair. Contact a Novus location near you at klzradio.com forward slash glass. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Josh Goff from Legacy Automotive up in Boulder. By the way, anytime you need Josh up in Boulder, just go to the website, drive-radio.com. Look him up. He's up there. Any, any of you guys that are up in you know, Boulder, uh, Louisville, Longmont, you know, Broomfield even, Superior, even even you know that whole area, Niwot, whatever, Josh is not that far of a drive. He's on the east side of town. It's easy. So Tom and Carter Springs, you're next. What's going on? Hey, sir. Uh, yeah, appreciate First time caller. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you guys talk at the PhD level. I'm not quite there. So, uh, we try not to. I'm sorry. We, we we shouldn't. We try to talk at everybody's level. So if we do, just get after us yeah. and we'll we'll tone it down some. Yeah. No, that's it's good. It's good listening to the people that are really into the into the details and understand it. So that's that's a good thing. So, uh, but I've, I've got a 2003 Suburban uh, 1500. Okay. And uh, I sure don't want to buy a new one. Um, and so it's got 200,000 miles. So I'm just kind of wondering what uh, preventive maintenance I can do on this thing just to keep it going and, uh, you know, make sure it's safe. And if I want to go up in the mountains, I can do that. So I'm just well, You're driving a great vehicle, number vehicle. one. There's, there's really, I mean, stay up on maintenance. That vehicle will literally run as long as you want to drive it. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that. As long as it doesn't get wrecked. And you maintain it, literally it will run as long as you want to drive it. And as you know, a new one is, you know, 75 to 80K. So you can drive that one for a long time for the price of a new one. Maintenance-wise, that's a good right. vehicle. Uh, really, keep up with your transmission services and the rear differential services on that particular vehicle is something that you really ought to be doing about every 50K. 
If you're not, you need to be same with the transmission about every 50K. So just do those in, in tandem. And I would do the transfer case at the same time. So just do transmission, transfer case, and rear differential at about 50K. Front differential, 75K or so on it would be fine. It doesn't have that much wear and tear on it unless you're running it in four-wheel drive all the time, which you most likely are not. And then do your oil changes like you oh. normally would with high-quality synthetic oil and a good high-quality filter. And on that one, as far as the cooling system goes, Tom, about every five years you'd want to do sort of a flush. Not sort of. You'd want to do a flush on the Dex Cool, on the coolant on that, and do it about every five years. Outside of that, there's not a whole lot you need to be doing other than just regular normal maintenance on you know ball joints and suspension that's, and so on. That's about it. Yeah, that's where we do all the, you know, the repair work is right. the front end. I mean, that vehicle will run for a long time. No, it's been running great. Like you said, it's 200,000 miles. It's it's like a tank. And uh, I'm just so, uh, I guess so my question is just go into a reputable dealer here in the Springs and say, okay. Actually, you know, I, if, you, if you, there's a guy that I know, I've been trying to get him on air for a long time. He's got a good shop down there. If you send me an email, I mean, no offense, I'm not going to give any free plugs. Uh, but if you send me an email, I can send you to somebody in the Springs that can take good care of you that's not at the dealer level that will do a better job even than the dealer will. Okay, well, super, super. Yeah, I'll send you an email. Just go to dri- go to drive-radio.com, Tom. Send me that, and I'll send you his name and info. Okay, appreciate it. All right, great, Tom. Great show. Thank, Thank you, you very much. much. No, I appreciate it very much. Bill, in Lakewood, you're back. What's going on, sir? I remembered. It's, hey, have you driven the new Trailblazer? My wife's thinking about I have not. I, I, uh, I'm trying to, you know, I've actually put a request in for that and some other vehicles to drive to just, you know, so I can get behind the wheel and see how they work, but I, but I have not. No, I've seen them, but I have not been behind the wheel. So what do you think from what you see? Small. Think? Well, see, my wife's got an Equinox right now, and it's time for that. Well, next in March it goes back in. So she's thinking about downsizing because she's retiring and stuff. It's a, I mean, I, it's small, but it's a good-looking car. Again, I, just, I can't say much about it because I, I haven't driven it yet. I don't know. Okay, well, hey, you know, I have a tough time navigating around your website, finding stuff. What are you looking for specifically? Just, just like you were talking about the tree stuff last week with uh, Rich McCall's wife. And no, I well, that's on. That's not on Drive Radio. That's on Fix It Radio. I went to Fix It. I could have. I, I started playing last year, last week's. Uh, you know, the from the logs, mm-hmm. and it, it wouldn't do it. It wouldn't go to it. I don't. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm looking at it right now, and our our latest podcast is up there. So I don't know why it's. I don't know. I I don't know why you're having. Yeah, well, I clicked an issue. on. Well, that was this morning. I think I did. either yesterday. I can't remember. And, and you can all. Up. And by the way, you can always click on. There's a little link in the upper corner of the SoundCloud little link that's in all of our websites. If you just click on where it says you either drive radio or fix it radio if you just click on that link inside the little soundcloud box it takes you right to the soundcloud website and everything's there oh okay i'll have to try that that's real easy thanks a lot you're very welcome no bill appreciate it very much and yes folks i've not driven a trailblazer have you even seen one up close yet josh not yet i haven't either i haven't even been inside one it looks a lot smaller than the older ones so it's it's almost like they just miniaturized everything which they did yeah and uh and i and again folks i I don't know, and the reality is I drive by Stevenson Chevrolet over there off of, uh, out in the Golden Area off of Colfax on not every night, but probably two or three times a week. There, there's nothing there to look at. No. There's it's some just, used cars, and that's it. 
I don't know how those guys are making any money. They're, I mean, I look at this. I look at the Toyota side. There's no cars. I look at the Chevy side. There's no cars. The only cars on the entire lot of all three dealerships, because there's Lexus, Toyota, and Chevrolet. The only cars on there are RXs that are new. Mm-hmm. That's it. There are no other new cars on those lots at all. New RX Lexuses. That's it. Nothing else. I'm not exaggerating. I know. It's, it's a it's a ghost town. Literally, you could go do donuts in the parking lot. There's so few cars there. <laughs> you literally could go there and whip a whip a Yui and do donuts, and you, I don't know anybody even notice you're there. Yeah, I, I don't know how to sell any cars, used cars. That's all that's there. So, uh, Bill and Bailey, we got a couple of minutes. Go for it, sir. Uh, yes, sir. I got a uh, a one ton Ford pickup truck, 1990. Okay, it's got a five speed overdrive transmission. Uh, the synchronizer is starting to get noisy. Mm. Okay, what should I do? Noisy as in when you're changing gears, you can hear him making noise or, or what yeah, do you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, nothing. Put new synchronizers in it, which means at that point, how many miles are on it, Bill? Uh, like 70,000. Well, that's not too bad. At 70,000, somebody could go through that, put some bearings and synchronizing rings in it, and just make sure everything else inside of it is good. You know, blocking rings, we call that technically in the in the you know technical world. But, you know, put some new synchronized rings in it and... You know, just do, basically do a refresh of the transmission. At 70K, that's not a big deal. And that's an easy one to do. Yeah. I was, uh, I heard something about uh, Synchro Seal. Synchro Shift. Synchro Shift, yeah. yeah. BG, BG makes BG that product. product. You could try that. Not hurt now, anything. It calls for uh, three and a half quarts. Do I empty the automatic transmission fluid and fill it up with the Synchro Shift? Yes. Yeah, you do, and then put a what we call a multi-gear concentrate in there. MGC. A what? A multi-gear concert, MGC. 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 Mm-hmm. Both those are BG products. It'll make that noise go away for 500 miles, and unfortunately, it'll come right back. <laughs> I see. The synchro shift may help it as far as the shifting goes, but, yeah, the noise is just because the, the, well, the, the synchronizers just wear out is yeah, what happens. exactly. Okay. And, uh, Does every right gear up? do that, Bill, or is it just in certain gears worse than others? I don't know. I haven't driven it for so long, I I, for, I forgot. Okay. I mean, because typically, you know, second, third, even first isn't as bad. Typically, second, third are the worst because you shift into the in, in and out of those more than the rest. That's typically uh-huh. what makes the most noise. Okay, that was Synchro Shift, and what was the other thing? Synchro again? Shift 2 is the BG. If you go to BG's website, it's bgprod.com. It's also listed on our website. So if you go there... And, and look for it. It's, it's Synchro Shift 2, and then it's Universal MGC. So Mike, Gary, Cat. Okay. Universal. Universal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. You're very welcome, Bill. Thank you very much. That's going to do it for us today, guys. We'll get things wrapped up. Josh Goff again from Legacy Automotive up in Boulder. And, again, if you need Josh, just go to the website or any of our sponsors, drive-radio.com. You can always find them there. And, uh, you know, these guys are good guys. And I will tell you right now that, you know, they'll take great care of you. They've, they've got, uh, as far as I'm concerned, they are not only the best in the industry, but they've got the best parts as well. Napa Auto Parts being one of our great sponsors as well. But all of our sponsors are listed on the website, drive-radio.com. And, and I, I said this on Fix It Radio, and I should say this more on Drive Radio as well. If there's a particular topic 
that you would like us to cover, by all means, either send us an email, send us a text message. All of that, again, is listed on the website, and we'll get those topics covered for you. But with that, guys, we're going to get out of here. Sportsman of Colorado is coming up next. Myself, Josh Goff from Legacy Automotive in Boulder, and Larry Unger answering phones, as he always does for us. Charlie Grimes, your engineer. We'll be back next week, same time, same place. Otherwise, I'll see you guys on Monday on Rush to Reason. But this has been Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.